Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dominic here with Street Talk Theology. Uh, I want to say hello to all our street talkers this morning, hoping you're taking your sound theology and bringing it to the streets. Give me a shout out, Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail. Well, we're taking our show abroad again, and I am so excited to be reunited um, with my two brothers, Pastor Michael Teddy, Ashuk Mohan from Redemption, Redemption Hill Church in Southern India. Uh, Michael's dad had passed away. Obviously, condolences to our brother. We love him. Um, but so glad to see him and see that smiling face again. And I know it was not easy. Pastor Michael's wife is doing well, though. As we know, Mike's, Michael's wife is pregnant. Yeah, she's doing good. She's she's uh, in her seventh month. So we're, we're, you know, we're, we can't wait for the baby to get here. So Yeah. <laughs> so it's, sure. it looks like it's going to be a Christmas baby. It, praise the Lord, right? Yeah. Yep. Praise the Lord. <laughs> So today is, we're going to call this Ashuk Day. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right? Uh, because, you know, we, we look for topics to talk about, and, and we love um, topics like this, especially with, with end times. So our topic, our first topic is post-millennium, and that's a uh, end times view, basically. So I'm going to give you... What I read on it from the Blue Letter Bible, and then um, Ashuk, you're gonna look at the smile on his face. I wish you guys could see the smile on Ashuk's face right now. He likes this stuff. So, if I'm reading this right, Ashuk, um, the post millennium view would start to show a gradual Christian uh, Christianization of the world. In other words, basically, if I can say it in, in layman's terms, the world's gonna start getting better as far as it's going to be more christianized right and then yes. um and then christ will return after the millennium am i saying this right yeah yeah okay. yeah um and this is kind of covenant historical would that be uh uh interpretation would that be a favorite interpretation uh yeah so the famous um historically the famous uh mills would be the puritans and they were all historic in their uh, interpretation. Okay. okay. I, I might not be coming from that angle though. Uh, okay, historical. good. And the only other thing that I, uh, Israel in the church, uh, the church is the fulfillment of Israel. So that's, that's something that, uh, Pastor Michael, has he thoroughly convinced you on this or you're studying or we're going to have him, we're going to give him the, the mic in a second, but we'll get Pastor Michael's view for a second where he's at here and then we'll turn it over to you. And I got a couple of questions for you from your co-workers who are very interested to uh, ask a couple of things. Pastor Michael? Yeah, Ashok is desperately trying to push me off the <laughs> cliff. Uh, you know, so I, I come down crashing like a post-millennial. Uh, so I am I am still learning. I am still studying on the subject. Um, and um, yeah, I, I, I could say that I am leaning to a post-millennial uh, sense of thought uh, in understanding what the scripture teaches. So I'm, I have that leaning um, but I I would like to be thorough before I 
you know, sink my feet firm in the sand, so to speak, about this subject. But, but yeah, I, I, I have a leaning towards it. So that, that, that is as, as <laughs> honest as I can be honest. So if I can get, if I can get uh, Pastor Michael over here with me for a couple hours, I can maybe lean him towards our millennials, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> Ashok, um, we are, I'm excited. In, in, in fact, um, I want to, I bought a book. It's called Politics, Guilt, and Pity by uh, Rusis John Rushdooney. And when I showed Ashok the book, it was like he just scored the winning touchdown in a in a football game. But I will read this because it, you know, I, I want to know more about it, and I'll hear my brother expound on it. Now he's chomping at the bit, Pastor Michael. Should we let him get in there? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ashok, tell us why this is. Um... So let me ask one question, and then so this would not be salvational, though, right? will not be no, uh, no. Okay. Uh, I, uh, yeah I don't believe that the the um, when it comes to specifics such as when is the millennium or where is the millennium how will it be realized and when Jesus would he come before it or the at the end of it those things are not these come under tertiary theology and I think to a great degree we can be uh, part of the same church and minister together in spite of having these differences Amen. Right. Uh, but that said, every theology comes with a consequence. Right? Everything that we believe in definitely would uh, have some sort of a consequence in the way uh, we live our lives and um, our, towards our outlook towards life, how we look at the scripture and uh, everything. So one thing about post-millennialism, post-millennialism is simply this, that Jesus comes at the end of millennium. Right. And I would uh, like to quote, I, I do not know, I heard Doug Wilson say this, but I do not know who originally said this, but uh, millennium is a thousand years of peace that Christians like to fight about. And uh, yeah, the, that does, uh, that, that. <laughs> I like the way he said that, Pastor Michael, right? Christians like to fight about a thousand years of peace. Yeah. <laughs> that Christians like to fight about. And I hold to this particular view called post-millennialism. And, uh, you know, when you're studying eschatology or the study of end times per se, uh, we uh, can look at it uh, through, through two lenses, broadly speaking. One is how do you interpret uh, the uh, prophecies? And the second one would be where do you place millennium and the coming of Christ? Uh, the first one is how do you understand the uh, prophecy? We open the book of Revelation and we see a bunch of things happening and we know even of people who looked at things such as locusts and revelation and have interpreted it to be Apache attack helicopters. So there has to be some frame of interpretation there. So what do we do with it? So that would be the first uh, uh, place that we uh, would be tackling. And the second would be, what do we do with this thousand years of peace? Where is this thousand years of peace? When does it happen? So I think in the second category, I would be a post mill. And in the way I look at um, the prophecies, you can call me something called a partial preterist. <laughs> yes, yes. You, you better explain that to the. This is, you know, we want to make sure the audience knows because I got a couple of questions for you too from your co-workers. But uh, your, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, partial preterist meaning. Yes. So uh, there are basically four ways, uh, four views uh, here. Uh, the first one is futurist, and I think it's pretty self-explanatory. We look at the prophecies and say these are yet to come in the distant future. Amen. Right. Look at uh, passages such as Matthew 24, uh, sun and moon, uh, blood moon and everything, all those passages and the uh, abomination of desolation, all those things that are to come, the Antichrist and beast and everyone. We look to the future and say these things are yet to come, the futurist view. And 
I hold to a view that is the opposite of futurist view. It's called partial preterist. What we are saying is these things are over. A huge they, they, chunk they, of these things are what? I, I missed that. A huge chunk of these prophecies uh, are over. They have they've already been fulfilled oh. by AD 70, by tem a temple destruction. Uh, when Titus the Emperor marches to Jerusalem and destroys the uh, uh, temple and uh, offers abominable sacrifices in the temple, by that time a majority of these prophecies have been um, uh, fulfilled. Now we do believe in future prophecies, say Jesus Christ is yet to come, the second coming is yet to happen, right? The resurrection, the general resurrection of dead is yet to happen. So there is a lot of things that we do believe is yet to come and uh, in that sense we are uh, confessional and uh, we hold to the creeds and we still believe in the resurrection of the dead and the second coming of Jesus Christ but a large chunk of prophecies are already over that's how we would interpret the prophecies then there are a couple of couple more views uh, one of them is historic view historic view is that the events of prophecies they are uh, laid down throughout the history or redemptive history uh, starting from the time of John uh, all the way uh, to the second coming uh, it happens throughout redemptive history during uh, also uh, puritans are famous post mills who believed in such a view right so in fact they um, saw a lot of events in their life as to um, as stories in revelation or prophecies in revelation they kept making on those parallels um, as they uh, moved to new england um, during those times and all and finally the view called idealist or spiritualist that is a view that basically looks at the prophecies and uh, or the events in uh, Revelation and says these things are uh, these um, everything that we see in the book of Revelation are these giants met giant metaphors that would keep on repeating throughout the history of the church. These uh, this is all but symbolism and metaphors that that would keep on happening uh, throughout the church. The beast and the Antichrist are not one-time events that did happen during the time of John, but it will keep on happening in different different ways during different different times throughout church that, history. Uh, Greg Beale is a big proponent of that, I think. Right? Yes. 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 Yeah. Beale I, is a I and I think he's got some interesting stuff. I got a couple mm -hmm. of so a uh, please finish 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 on that, uh, Ashok. So I hold the view that's called partial preterist and I believe that uh, the Matthew 24 events that Jesus talks about are over. They happened uh, within the first century of the church itself and Revelation was written before AD 70 and uh, not by AD 90. So that's uh, how I believe, uh, that's what I believe about when Revelation was written. And interestingly, uh, part of the reason why I believe that is also because of the very first verse of Revelation, which is the revelation of Jesus Christ about the things that are to come quickly. So the the book starts by saying these things are to come quickly, and uh, uh, and if you take those prophecies and apply it to the time of um, um, John, um, it just makes a lot of sense. And also, there is throughout the scripture you see that language of end times happening, which doesn't make sense if the end times is yet to come in the far future. Uh, uh, say take the case of timothy paul warning timothy by saying that timothy in the end times people would be so on and so forth all the sinfulness and all the uh, lovers of money more than lovers of god and everything so he warns timothy about the people and how they will be in the end times and what does he say timothy be beware of them so if these people are yet to come it doesn't make sense when he asks timothy to be beware of them because these are the people of the end times and uh, even the warning that uh, 1 Corinthians 7 we see uh, Paul is in this, now the hour has come that men um, 
uh, you know he he's uh, he goes on about how why marriage is important and so on and so forth except for this portion where he says now the hour has come uh, when men should live as though they are not married or women uh, so as in we have more important things to do than marriage at this point right uh, your life is in danger the kind of a, yeah so um if if i'm if if i'm getting this correct i mean for the audience um basically um these things lovers of money all this stuff that pours is happening now and you're saying that these things will eventually get better as we get to uh, more, uh, the nation will be maybe more christianized or obviously so i have a question from jason smathers you know who he is yes yes he's a very so, dear friend <laughs> he says um how does your position handle scripture concerning the imminent return of christ which you know <laughs> um the bible says we don't know the day we don't know the hour um uh so the question from your good friend jason is how do you deal with the imminent return of christ so if, if there's I, a certain period of time before that christ has to return he has to wait for a certain period of time to be over for him to return or to be for the nation to be christianized it's a good question right yeah and uh, it is a good question and i would say a couple of things uh one is this that that we as postmills don't know when jesus is coming <laughs> it's uh and we do not know what the millennium looks like exactly right because it is no eye has seen no ear has heard what the lord is about to do what is the, what the lord has said to do so we have no clue how this looks like that's the first thing and it's none of the postmills are saying uh that jesus can't come the next second right we do not know it's unlikely if it makes sense so and the next thing is this Uh, I believe that a lot of the language that is used in uh, the epistles and uh, uh, gospels, when the disciples are talking about the coming of Christ, is the coming of Christ in the heaven, uh, in the clouds, uh, parousia, which is specifically talking about the temple destru uh, destruction and the judgment. Jesus Christ coming in judgment upon the nations, um, rather than the second coming of Jesus Christ. So the the, the immediacy which with which they lived. a lot of it has to do with that coming of christ than the second coming and the general resurrection and those But, um you say yeah michael what do you got you got anything pastor michael question or comment yeah i mean i mean just you know for the audience i mean who's listening to this cuz uh, i'm sure there are people there like me who's just confused with all the <laughs> uh, types and they're probably drawing out charts right now <laughs> trying to figure it out um but I, yeah i just wanted to kind of press on as as we talk about this thing uh it's very important for us to have a uh, a good approach to the study of ex uh, eschatology mm -hmm. an appropriate approach uh because either you've got you, you know i know a lot of youngsters who love revelation they love it because it's uh, symbols it's it's got it's it's a, there's a certain excitement that the study of end times brings that i know young people a lot of young people who just even older people who are just so hyped about end times that it is almost like a primary doctrine issue for them right all they want to talk about is the end times all they want to preach about is the end times all they want to do is watch uh, you know uh, movies about the end times and things like that um, and that is an unhealthy you know uh, approach i feel to the end times uh whereas on the other hand you've got a lot of people who are like hey anyway we're not going to you know this is just too complicated like they don't even read the book of revelation that's the one book they skip 
right uh, they they would rather have jesus come and reveal it during the second coming so i think a healthy approach is uh, is when for, at least for me i can give it from my story uh, if you're a preacher and you have to preach the word of god every sunday and you happen to pick the gospel of matthew you're bound to preach eschatology because you have to tell the people what matthew is trying to say when he says certain things you know when when he uh, talks about things like you will not go through all the cities before the son of man returns you know when he sends the the 12 apostles in pairs you know to all the cities of israel he makes that remark you know you will not go through all the cities before the son of man comes and suddenly as a preacher you're put in a put on the spot mm-hmm. so that's when I, i i guess that's what pushed me to want to do further study but what really encouraged me is i think the appropriate the two things i would say the appropriate approach to the study of eschatology number one it's in the bible if it's in the bible it's meant for you and me so the spirit of god has authored the bible for us and the bible has a lot to say about eschatology of course there's a lot of debate over a lot of these things but the reason it's been given to us the reason the book of revelation has been given to us is that we as christians might be informed and have hope as we look forward to the return of our king and so it is a healthy thing to approach the study because it's there in the bible that's one reason and the second reason is because whatever said and done your belief of the end times or your lack of belief of the end times will affect the way you live your life today it will either affect you positively or it will affect you negatively yeah very good point uh, and so it's very important for us to understand so when i was sharing it with the church this is what i said if the world is going to get worse and things are going to get messed up and there's just going to be a lot of persecution coming our way as you know pastor john macarthur likes to say we're going to lose down here that's the story we're going to lose down here or we're going to win there and if that's the approach if if the if, which which we would call a pessimistic outlook of the end times if that's the approach then you would live your life a certain way and that is your mindset whereas if you have the optimistic approach which is what the post millennial approach is i like again how pastor doug wilson said if you know if he's planting something on the ground the way he plants changes for him because he's suddenly thinking this is going to this plant is going to grow into a tree in 150 years so something i do today is going to have an impact 150 years down the line and if the world is going to get better then i'm going to invest in this world as best as i can because i know things are going to flourish so either way whether things are going to get worse or whether things are going to get better it's going to affect the way you live your life and we all have some kind of eschatology and so between just so between those two points the, it's in the bible so it's healthy for us to approach it and to know that whatever we end up believing about this will affect the way we live our lives today yeah that's and it so, Oh, so please, please finish. No, no, no. As I was just saying, that's that, that's that's really what's driving me in my own study of this, and I'm excited. I want to look forward to what's going to happen, but I can already see it impact the way I live my life today. Yeah, you know, and I think it's important. Even when, even when the nation of Israel was brought into captivity in Babylon, 
the Lord says, listen, plant trees and, you know, live, live your life and homes. And, you know, you got people, um, Ashuka, if I was reading uh, Thessalonians, right? They were, they were closing up. I mean, they thought the second coming was coming like right around the corner and they, you know, let's not work. Let's just wait. And I think this stuff is healthy um, to talk about. Uh, and I think that because it is in the word, I, you know, one thing about Pastor Michael, he's very, and you could attest to this, Ashuka, and we got a, about five more minutes in this segment, is Pastor Michael is very pastoral, you know, in his yeah. approach to, right? I mean, I mean, it's just, you know, where, um, you know, Ashuka <laughs> bring the argument and, and uh, you know, in, in his zeal and, and sound argumentation. And Michael will kind of bring it down and say, hey, you know, let's look at it this way. And I, and I think that's important. When, and I think that's why um, you guys really do make a, you know, just a wonderful interview because you, you got those two approaches. Okay, we're going we're gonna to have to carry over with this. And then uh, I know we wanted to get into uh, church membership somewhere in this uh, next segment or segment after. So the other question from Ian now you got five minutes for this, so I don't know. You might say you we can we can uh, 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 pull it over to the next segment, but he's saying, how do you deal? I don't know if he can answer this in five minutes, Pastor Michael. How do you deal with Revelation twenty? Which part of Revelation twenty? <laughs> well, that's listen. That's your co-worker, so I, that's all it says. He's probably asking the exegesis of it. I, I'm, I'm not sure if I'll be doing the entire exegesis of, uh, maybe I'll give a very uh, broad overview as to what I believe about yeah. uh, judgment of the millennium and uh, judgment of uh, dead uh, from, and why I've, I've reached those conclusions. But, you know, without so, I, was really, I was really encouraged at Pastor Michael's um, view. Whatever view you have and hold is got to be lived out in your life today. I mean, that's that's a really strong point. Um, and I really, unless you are like the Thessalonians wanting to close up shop and just wait, your eschatology is basically going to be lived, kind of lived out the way you live today. Uh, you know, like I'll hear people that are, are, are rapture folk um, uh, that will, you know, well, we're just waiting to get out of here. And, and that, I don't know if that's, you know, whether or not it's, it's, it's the right view or not. I don't know if that's a healthy approach to that view. Does that make sense, uh, Pastor Michael? Yeah, I, I, yeah. And I think it's very important for us to, you know, that's, that's again, the place where I'm saying that there is, there are, there are several ways to get this wrong. There are several ways to approach this wrong. And um, everything about approaching it right has to do with centering it on the gospel, centering it on the cross, centering it on the church. Um, just it, it's important for us to know that our Lord has given us uh, texts in the Bible that speak about the end times, what's going to happen. You know, he, he reveals to us things about what's going to happen. So what we study about that is is really encouraging. And so you this is a subject on which you're going to find people go crazy. Uh, people have all sorts of weird theories and uh, we have to train ourselves to look back to scripture, listen to the arguments, go to the Bible, see it in scripture and be able to approach it from the standpoint, if I believe in Jesus, 
and I'm looking forward to spending an eternity with him. And he's given me in the Bible things that I can believe in. How can I approach this that it affects my ministry, my home, my family, my church, my workplace? How, how can this help me be a better Christian? How can this help me love Jesus more? How can this help me anchor my, myself in him? Very pastoral. And we got about a minute. And I do want to say, too, that people, that friends of mine, brothers, who do believe in the uh, the rapture, they they live a good, solid life too. I mean, so I want to I want to do I do want to say that, and and I tell them all the time, if there is a rapture, praise the Lord, because I'll be hanging on to your your leg. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, so praise the Lord for. But these are good discussions. Um, but we are at we are at a time for this segment. So um, let's just, I know that you guys are coming back. And so let's just kind of see where the conversation takes us. But for this uh, segment, um, Pastor Dominic Romaldi, here, Street Talk Theology, where we bring our theology and bring it to the streets. So we will uh, get back with Ashuk and Pastor Michael on the next segment. Praise the Lord. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org. <laughs>